Whoa. You're not wearing pants. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's hot. This is a secret of the podcast. <laughs> we do it pantsless. Yeah. The, the only <laughs> nude movie podcast <laughs> on the web. I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two disc center. One disc leaves. This is DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Death Hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> Hi. It's DVD Deathmatch. We're back, baby. We took a week off to rest and relax. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> we got so ill and stressed out by other stuff that we didn't do the show. No, it was just, uh, you know, schedules Schedules are a-changing. The schedules are a-changing. I love that song. You're, <laughs> that old Bob Dylan yeah. classic. Um, no, but you're back You're back in, in the office a couple days a week. Yeah, um, it's weird. And, you know, school is coming to an end and we were just, we were figuring shit out and it was too much. Something too much. had so to we, give. So we had to take a, we had to take recording night and not record, which is, it's funny though. Interestingly though, we mm. did watch both the movies and then not record this for a week. Yeah. Which doesn't usually happen. We usually do bam, 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 night, yeah. night, night. Yeah. Classic um, night, night, night. <laughs> don't know. Which is also what I say when when I say goodnight to you every night. I say night, 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 Adorable. Um, no, yeah. So it's there's like yeah. We we're usually fresh off one of these films, right? But who can remember either of them right now? <laughs> so it should be an interesting one. Oh, do we have any topics at the top? Yes, I meant to mention this last week. Okay. And I didn't. Okay. Or two weeks ago, I guess now. Yeah. And I didn't. So, you know how we're always asking for rules? We are. We're still asking for rules. Guys, if you have a rule, send it in. Premise of the podcast we have to decide at the end of this which DVD we're keeping. And if we can't decide, we have a bunch of rules that we've enlisted from, from listeners. Yes. So, we have a new rule. Ooh. Bill Maher style, not Bill Maher style, not because Bill this Maher one style, is tolerable. <laughs> um, and I should have had it pulled up, and I didn't. Hold on. New Hold on. rule, new rule, beep it's boop, new boop, rule boop, time. Boop. New rule, boop, beep, new boop, rule. Boop, boop, boop. You're singing over my cool new Sorry. rule theme song. Okay, I had to. Uh, I had, it's from Adam, and I had to scroll past all his text messages about cryptocurrency. <laughs> It's, okay, this is a text message I got from Adam. Okay. It says, the podcast where two discs center and then you choose a rule. For shame. Looks <laughs> like you need more cutthroat rules. So here you go. The Adam rule. You were weak. You turned to the rules again. Now you lose both discs. Oh. So if we say, okay, you know what? We can't decide. Let's choose a rule. Right, because we pick the rule at random that we're going right. to em- employ. And if we land on the Adam rule... We then we gotta get rid of both. Both of them. Both. Yikers. It's, it's, a good, it's really smart. It's a good incentive to not use the rules. It's true. <laughs> I love how Byzantine this is getting. Is that the right word? <laughs> I don't know. Let's look up Byzantine real quick. Excessively complicated and typically involving a great deal of administrative detail. Yes. <laughs> I love how Byzantine this is getting. Well done. Very excited. Great rule, Adam. Adam, nice to see you. Thank you, Adam. All right. What did we do this week? Y'all. What did we do? Last week. We watched two movies. We did watch two movies. We did. They are This is 40 from 2012 and I Love You, Philip Morris from 2009. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Two two movies that I honestly thought had nothing in common. Turns out there's a huge link, which we'll get to. Yeah. Suspense. Um... Let's start with This Is 40 from 2012, directed by Judd Apatow. You know him. IMDb summary is Pete and Debbie are both about to turn 40. Their kids hate each other. Both of their businesses are failing. They're on the verge of losing their house, and their relationship is threatening to fall apart. The Sounds like a real upper. Let's watch yeah. this comedy film. <laughs> Jesus. Um, 
This is our first Judd Apatow, although we've watched a bunch of like movies. Adjacent. Yeah, movies from the Apatow camp iverse yeah. thing with like Superbad and Pineapple Express. But this is our first one that he directed. Yes. Um, and and wrote, right? Yeah. And it's... it's And stars his wife. It stars his wife. And his children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, sort of a sequel to Knocked Up. I mean, it is... It, it's in the same universe as, as yeah, that. Yeah. Because um, Paul Rudd, who plays Pete, and Leslie Mann, Judd Apatow's wife, who plays Debbie, mm-hmm. um, they were in... Those characters and those actors were in Knocked Up yeah. as like tertiary characters. Right. Well, and then in This is 40, there's a line that Paul Rudd says that he got weed from Seth Rogen's character from Knocked Up. Yes, exactly. So that's This is 40. Yeah. And Judd Apatow was like, I'm going to return to these characters. They're going to be a window into aging, (laughs) into getting older. And this is like, I mean, this feels like Judd Apatow his most biographical, like, autobiographical film. Probably. By a mile. Like, yeah. And I think he puts himself into all these movies, obviously. But this one feels like, this is my, here is my life now. Yeah. Here is my life. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and uh, interestingly, question mark? I don't know. <laughs> you know, you just, like, start to say something. It's interesting. And then you're like, <laughs> is it, though? Mm, you immediately doubt yourself. No, that's okay. just me. Great. Um, great. 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 Cool. 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 Um, cool. Cool. Interestingly, so this came out in 2012, which is probably the last time that I watched it. Yeah. And in 2012, I was on the cusp of 30. This is 30. Yeah. Um, and I'm currently on the cusp of 40. Yeah, you got. You're like approaching the cusp. You're not on the cusp. All right. The cusp <laughs> I mean, is in the horizon, and you're. <laughs> Hurtling towards the cusp. I'm running full speed yeah. at that brick wall. Yeah. Um, it's cusp time, baby. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I, I know what you mean. It's like a different perspective on this movie, right. for sure. Um, it, you know what? This fact would be more interesting if I remembered what I thought of the movie when I watched it 10 years ago. <laughs> well. I don't. Well, what I remember, uh, again, I, I think I wrote it down. I was like, I remember surprisingly little of this. Like, right. I. It's not like um, Rules of Attraction, where I was like, I, I I assumed that I had seen it and I yeah. had zero memory of it. I right. do remember, I did remember the like beats of this film, and, right? Um, but I don't remember kind of the overall feeling that I got from it. Yeah, as a thirty-year-old. Um, uh, so yeah, like I don't even remember if I liked it or not. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what, what I mean? mean? Well, I mean that it's. It raises the question, why do we own this movie? Yes. Which is, so look, you work in the entertainment industry, people send you, we didn't, we didn't buy this movie, I'll we say that. We did not. It was sent to us. It was sent to us. Yes. It was sent to us. Um, that doesn't mean like, uh, and, and we hung, we hung on to it, hanged on to it. Hung on to it. Hung on to it. We kept it. <laughs> <laughs> and we kept it. Um, and I think if I remember, it was sent to us at a time when we, so we were around 30, mm-hmm. but it was 2012. It would have been the latter half of 2012. Right. And we probably had just had a baby. A baby. Like we our were first not, baby. Yeah, we were not going anywhere. Right. And it was like, let's watch this. this we had a baby. We had no money. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Which that, no money. I mean, I think one thing we should, that, you know, we'll, we'll, I, I always say we'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. But, like, we haven't really talked about the plot of the movie too much, but, like, the money is the plot of this movie. Like, it's just about money. Yeah. And I remember that from when I saw it. It's, like, so much less right now for me the difference between 30 and 40 watching the movie Mm -hmm. as the difference between not having any money and being, like, okay, like, I have a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um that doesn't really impact how I see the movie though <laughs> in that both time, both ways to watch the movie. It's like, okay, they're very rich though. They're so rich. I, it's very difficult to believe that these people are having any kind of money issues. Right. They just keep saying that out loud. Right. Um, and I'm like, I don't believe you. Right. It's like he owns a record label. Right. That's, and it's failing. It's failing because he, you know, the, the joke throughout the film is like can't you just sign like a teenage girl and he's more focused on like getting this 
group back together. Right. I don't remember what the... It's an actual band, but I don't... Graham something and the rumor. Graham rumor. Norton. No, Graham, not Graham not Norton. not Graham Norton. Graham Parker? Maybe. Doesn't matter. Oh, he's looking it up, guys. Graham Parker. Graham Parker. It's not Graham Norton. Um, Graham, <laughs> so he's focused on them. Right. They're not selling records. Um... And his business is failing. Right. He's not telling his wife about their money issues. Right. He's, like, lending money to his dad right. every month. Right. Albert Brooks. Uh, I really... Okay. Sorry. We're just, like, jumping around here. It's okay. They love the chaotic nature of the <laughs> podcast. That's what they come for. Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna try to, like, start for real. Mm. Is that, like... So he's he's lending money to his dad. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's got this store that's failing. Like a boutique store. Yeah. There's all these different plot lines of just like, oh, someone's stealing from the store. Oh, like the daughter is, they have two daughters and one of them is angry all the time. And one's like a teenager. Right. Exactly. And, and, um, so there's all that happening and it's so long. It's two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing, the plot line with the dad, Albert Brooks, so Paul Rudd is lending money to Albert Brooks, that was the one that I, that I kind of liked the most. Oh, okay. Um, out of all the plot lines that were happening. Mm-hmm. Just because it felt weird. It was, I like hadn't seen that before. Yeah. It was like he's lending money to his dad who's a fuck up and who it like, but has his own... Who's who's much older than him, but has younger children, right? Because he his dad like got remarried, and the new wife wanted kids, so they right. did IVF and wound up with triplet boys right. who are like you know five or something right. in the movie. So and it's I, this old guy with three boys, and there's a running joke about how he can't tell them apart. It's yeah. he's he's great. It is a shame that I only hear Marlon. I <laughs> 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 can't hear anything else. But Marlon. Yeah. <laughs> was he in another one movie that we covered? I'm, I'm, you just watched Meryl Streep Heaven movie. Yeah, I just watched Defending Your Life. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was just in Out of Sight, which we talked about. He was the... Oh, yeah. yeah. And and that's a similar, like, older fuck-up kind of guy. I don't know. I, that's funny, because I forgot he was in it. I yeah. didn't... When, when I was watching Out of Sight, I don't think I was like, Marlon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Albert Brooks is like a legend, and like yeah. he he is so good in this movie. And then John Lithgow plays Leslie Mann's father, yeah, and he's like aloof, and he doesn't. They've never they haven't spoken, but that plotline doesn't really work. It's so it's weird, so, and it's like not a good use of John Lithgow either. Like no. I think he's he's got he's got more than that, and I don't know what what happened there. Yeah, like I do like Judd Apatow, but this movie doesn't really work for me. No, and I think like let's just let's just fucking say it. What? It doesn't work for me. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> um, and I think like there's a there's a um, there's a criticism that I've heard of a lot of different movies, like a lot of Woody Allen movies, which I understand. I mean, Woody Allen, like who you know, we can't we can't get into that on the podcast. We can't don't have do seventeen we don't, hours. We don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> Thankfully, no Woody Allen movies will come up on this podcast. Oh wait. <laughs> That is untrue. Oof. We'll have to, ugh, case by case. Um, but anyway, uh, but it definitely came up about Marriage Story. And mm. it also came up about On the Rocks, which is the Bill Murray, uh, Rashida Jones, Sofia Coppola movie that came out last year. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen these criticisms in the ether mm-hmm. of just like, these are people with so much fucking money. So much money. Why do I care? Right. Like, this is the thing. So the concept of the of the movie is meant to be turning 40, am I right? Like, right. that's the concept of a movie. It's supposed to be a universal thing. And it's so specific right. and not relatable right. at all. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's like for Marriage Story, I think it works. Yeah. For On the Rocks, I really loved On the Rocks a I lot. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, for this one, it's like, ooh, no. No, no, no you're for too, me, dog. I'm sorry, you're too rich for me. Yeah. There's also a weird thing to me. I love his kids. Like, yeah. I think they're brilliant. Maude and... Iris? Iris. Very good. I was not going to come up with that. They're great. I, like, follow them on Instagram. Mm. Maude is on uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. And she's really... She's great. She's yeah. amazing. Um, and 
I don't, it's not that I actually have a problem like putting your kids in films because that's something he's done with a lot of his films. Like yeah. they were in Knocked Up too. Yeah. Um, but there's something a little iffy to me about doing a movie that's so clearly autobiographical and having your kids in it. Right. It's and like, your wife. <laughs> right. It's like in a way it's almost like it's almost experimental. Right. Like, it's almost like avant-garde to be like, I'm going to make this movie about my life and everything, and everyone, cast Paul everyone's going to be the same except for Paul Rudd. Yeah. And it's like, again, I'm, I'm not trying to say that it's a problem or, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not even like, right, right, right. like, no, oh, that's creepy. Like, it's not creepy, especially because the kids are so good. Um, there's a scene where, so Maude is the older one and she uh, is, her whole kind of plot line is that she's a teenager and yeah. she's angry at everything and she's fighting with her mom and everything is terrible. And there's just a scene where she has a meltdown yes. in her closet yes. about nothing fitting her. Yeah. And she, I think she just screams, nothing fits me. And I was just like, oh, honey. Because I recognize it. I remember it. It still happens. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And it was just, it's, that's, she's so good. Yeah. She's really, really good throughout this whole thing. And Iris's too is like this little, like, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's really Um, good. And the thing that's especially weird about Maude and Iris is that the fact that, you look nothing like Judd Apatow, and I look nothing like Leslie Mann, and somehow we've produced two children who look very much like their children. Yeah, it's very Especially strange. Iris and Sydney look yeah. very similar. They really do. It was weird. It's weird. It was weird. <laughs> there is a thing, I mean, so, so that's the movie. It's this very long, like, meandering kind of thing about their marriage and the ups and downs of especially their financial situation and but the I mean the stakes are are we gonna have to move into a slightly smaller house right you know what I mean like yeah um because it never feels like they're gonna be out on the street Mm-mm. and if they are gonna be out on the street then they are then they've like made some huge mistakes because like they're in a, a fucking like 10 million dollar house yeah like <laughs> it's insane yeah I mean um so but there, there is a thing that I do like about the movie in that, A, it's, like, got a bunch of stars in it, and it's funny enough. Right. You know what I mean? This, Yeah, and the style, it's, like, I, I applaud the style, but it just doesn't quite work. Right, so it's very watchable. Yes. And then, also, there is something, like, I do just like, I mean, maybe this is, like, my dream, Mm-hmm. Or something, and let's get into it. <laughs> but I do like the fact that Judd Apatow is like, you know what? I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna cast my wife in things, and she's great. And if she's not gonna get cast in in like as a lead in other movies, mm-hmm. she's gonna be a lead in my movies. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he like did that, and that she's great in this movie. Yeah. Leslie Mann is really good in this movie. Yeah, like it's, and that's a tough. That's a tall order it is. to be really good in the movie that your husband made about your marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, we don't know that this is their marriage. Exactly. And I, I know exactly. a lot of it's exaggerated. I'm sure it's not. Like, I'm, I'm not saying, like, it's a fucking documentary. It's right, not. Right, right. But, like, she, it is a tall order to be, like, uh, to not, to for me to not be annoyed by you. <laughs> <laughs> just because, you know, just because of, like, all that shit. And... And she is great. She's yeah. really good. And Judd Apatow just being like, you know what? Like, I'm not, I'm not good enough to play myself. Mm. You're good enough to play you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's something like, it's like it's a there's a sweetness in the making of the movie mm-hmm. that I like. Yeah. It doesn't like necessarily translate to the movie itself. I mean, there's you right. Know. And also that being said, it's like, yeah, this is not uh, universally relatable. It's very possible that he didn't mean it to be universal, mm-hmm. universally relatable. Um, you know, there are plenty of people who are rich and turning 40. So, like, right. great. Right. It's for them. Right. Um, yeah, speaking of, you said there's, you know, lots of people in it. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. Literally every time he's on screen, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Chris O'Dowd, like, really, like, where, where is he? What's he doing? I know. He's so good. Because, like, um, after Bridesmaids, uh, he was just, like, it was, like, oh, that's, like, the new funny guy. Yeah. 
And then he was in some things, and it's like, where he should Where'd be. Where'd you go? Yeah, where's Chris Where'd O'Dowd? You go? Chris O'Dowd, come back to us. Um, oh, there is a specific scene I want to talk about that was really like, oh, because again, 2012, we're in problematic realm still, right? <laughs> Um, I'll say it. I think we're in problematic realm now. I mean, sure. I think in five years we're going to look back at now. (laughs) Of course we are. But so there's a scene where uh, the youngest daughter has an earache. They bring her to the doctor. Um, And but the the fight is that. I just want to pause real quick and say, I don't remember what you're talking about. Oh, great. Like I'm like, (laughs) she has an earache? It's a very long movie. I know. When they come, so they they go on vacation, they get high, they have a bunch of sex, they come home, and the daughter has an ear infection. Okay. Again. Vaguely. It's a very long movie. And Leslie Mann is like, I want to take her to my, like, homeopathic doctor. Yes. So they take. I'm there now. Right. And it's played by Sam. Oh, I'm going to butcher this. Sam. Disanayake? Disanayake. Sam Disanayake. Paul Rudd's character is obviously like, this is stupid. The doctor basically goes like, oh, cut out wheat, sugar, dairy, like cut out all foods and that'll cure her ear infections. And instead of like making fun of that, which is the the joke of the scene of like, oh, so just don't let her eat anything and her ear infections will go away. Mm -hmm. That is stupid. Um, Paul Rudd is, like, doing a weird impression of his accent. Yeah, he's making fun of him for having an accent. Right, which is just racist and so unnecessary. There's a joke in the scene for you. Yeah. Why did we do this? Yeah. Why did we do this? Yeah, there's some racist shit in there. (laughs) Like, what? Definitely. Um, There's also, like, a bunch of weird body stuff. I mean, it's, like, it's L.A. Like, it's so L.A.-based, the movie. And it's so... And Jason Segel plays Leslie Mann's trainer, who's, like... Um, and Megan Fox is her employee, and there's just all this crazy kind of, like, uh, I, like, uh, there's just, like, a lot of jokes about uh, weight loss and people's bodies and all this stuff. And, right. And, and all the anxiety around that stuff. Yeah. And I think that's, like, a, a ripe thing to make jokes about. That that's uh, Millions of Americans are focused on their bodies and have anxiety about that stuff, and I get it. Mm-hmm. There's also a part of me, and yeah, I mean, you know this more than anybody because we've talked about it a lot. But like, but like, there's also a part of me when people are starting to make jokes about like, I gotta lose these 15 pounds or whatever. Like, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, like, this well, it's is just like, like, like you, like it just, I don't. This is not a thing that interests me. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's just it's not getting at the at the meat of any problem here. Just talking about your your body and how. You feel like you said that's a big plot point for Leslie Mann's character, where she's like forty and she's like, "I'm working out," and Leslie Mann looks ridiculous. Her right, body is ridiculous. Exactly. So for her to say, "I feel fat," "I feel whatever," let's explore that. Right. And like, let's talk about why that's insane and ludicrous. Right. Um, but movie's that's not. not in that. yeah, yeah, movies fully not interested in that. Also, as you said, Megan Fox plays one of the employees at the boutique and she is fully just there to be a piece of meat. It's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, um, it's kind of crazy. It's like, um, like the whole time I was just like, Oh, I really hope that she's okay. Yeah. 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 I don't and know. I, I can't imagine that, that that was a good experience for her. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I don't think probably the early 2000s and or the late 2000s and early 2010s were a good experience for Megan Fox. Right. Like, being in Transformers and being, you know, all that, like, that, she's like, yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Megan Fox is incredibly beautiful. Yeah. And again, there's something to explore there. There's a dynamic to explore there of the younger woman and... Leslie Mann's character looking at her and and feeling like I wish I still looked like that mm-hmm. or whatever it yep. is. There's stuff to explore there yeah. without just having her be a piece of meat. Like the the button joke for Megan Fox's character is that she Leslie Mann thinks she's stealing from the store um, because she works at the store but has like a really nice car and lives in a really nice apartment building. Right. And it turns out that she's an escort. Like that's the joke is that right. she's an escort. And it's right. like, well, okay. Right. And that's treated like kind of okay. It's like like you know, you want to you want a movie to like treat sex work like right. like an adult. Right. And um it's treated kind of okay, but then the joke of the scene where she admits that she's an escort mm-hmm. is 
oh, I've only done it like 10 times. Oh, maybe like 20, maybe 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, and it's like the more times she did it is supposed to be funny because like it's shameful, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't it's know. funnier. It's if she's weird. done it more. I don't, it's a weird, there, there's a lot yeah. of like, I feel like you, you watch any movie, mm-hmm. but you know, especially a really like, it's like, I hate way to put yourself out there. Judd Apatow. Like, you know what I mean? But you're, you're also seeing all of, um, someone's hangups mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh, Oh, okay. You feel weird about sex work. Oh, okay. You feel weird about like weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you don't feel weird about that stuff, it's boring to watch. It's yeah. not like, it's not, I mean, it can also be like offensive. It can also be like problematic and all that stuff. Right. But it's also just like, I don't care if you're like, if you think like escorts are gross or yeah. if you think that like, you know, Annie Mumolo who from Bridesmaids and Barb and Star, like who is just there in, uh, as a friend of Leslie Mann to be like the fat one. Right. Like, like I don't, I'm not interested if you like think that she's, gross I, you know what i mean like i don't know it's a, it's a weird thing when where you know when you watch a personal movie like this mm-hmm. and you see someone's hang-ups and you're like okay okay great. yeah i don't know yeah um um, um oh randomly <laughs> melissa mccarthy yeah is in it in a very like it's it's funny and she does a good job with it but it's also like I don't know. I don't know. Like there's so I like what I was saying is that um, I bet the real disc has a great gag reel on it. Yeah. It's like, you know, all these funny people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a very short gag real esque thing over oh, the credits. Real, real lit. Yes. <laughs> um, of just Melissa McCarthy's scene. Uh, she plays the mother of a kid at the school who was rude to uh, their oldest daughter and Leslie confronts the kid and like yells at the kid. And then Paul Rudd yells at the mom and then they get called in the principal's office. And, and it's this moment where, uh, Leslie and Paul are fighting and not really speaking to each other. But then in this office, they kind of come together and cover for one another. And and they bond. Yeah. yeah, Um, against this Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy character, who just like goes off the rails and like tells the principal her hair is stupid. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's that thing, that thing that Melissa McCarthy does where she just like talks and one ups every sentence. Right. And it's sometimes it's brilliant and sometimes it's chaotic and it's pretty brilliant in this, but then the gag reel is like, Oh my God. Yeah. And the thing that's really incredible about the gag reel is that she keeps a straight face the entire time. Like Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann immediately lose it. Yeah. And she's just like in it. Yeah. And I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. No, it's great. And she's, it is that thing you, that is a scene where like you feel the Judd. I'm gonna call it the Judd Apatow style of just oh. like like oh I'm watching what what was a ten minute uh, go ahead yeah just like improv uh, just go improv, for it like yeah. go for it like the the go for it take yeah and I'm watching the cut down version of that you know what I mean and that and that really feels like that in that scene but it's very funny she's yeah very funny. she's very funny um oh god oh no I was just gonna say fun IMDb trivia tidbit. That I saw that who knows if it's actually true. There's a scene where Megan Fox, they catch Megan Fox fucking a guy on the camera in the boutique. And apparently that's Bill Hader. Oh, really? Playing the guy. Yeah. That's weird. I didn't yeah. know that. That's funny. No. Um, I want to ask you. What? So there's a fight in the movie. Mm-hmm. Where there's they, a couple fights. Which one? There's like the, the. The big one. The big one. Okay. And you love a big fight. I do. You love a big, like... I love a fight. Holy like moly. the, you know, it's like an action movie to you. It's like the... It's the, an action movie. It's, when it's done right, it's sexy as hell. And when oh. I say fight, I mean two people, like a couple yelling at each yeah, other. Yeah, like a, ver- well, like a verbal fight. Right, yeah, exactly. Not like a fist fight. And the one that I always think of that you love is Closer. Oh my God. The fight in Closer. It's the best one. It's Clive, Clive Owen and Julia and Roberts. Julia Roberts. <gasps> Guys, we'll save it for when we get to closer, but yeah, right. holy shit. Um, the one I always think of is 
uh, in The Sopranos mm-hmm. when Carmela is like done, done mm-hmm. with Tony's shit, and it's it's this. I think it's in Whitecaps in like what end of season five? I want to say, and uh, it's like it's. I mean, if you watch The Sopranos, you would love it. <laughs> I like sometimes I'm just like I want to just want to show you this fight. Great. Anyway, um, how is this fight for you? It's okay. It's not great. Yeah, it doesn't get mean enough. It doesn't get mean enough. It doesn't get... Um, oh, it's not even, like, mean enough. What is it? It is... It's a specific kind of fight, but it's a fight between two kind of, like, meek people who have given up. Do you know what I mean? In this movie. Yeah. yeah. And, like... So, for example, the the fight in Closer... It's it's relationship ending, but and these people are so angry at one another, but they also clearly still love each other. Yeah. And this one, it's like they're just tired. Right. And there's something to that. There's something to be said for that. I'm not saying it's bad or that they're doing a bad job. Um, It works for the movie and it works for the scene. It's just not quite as sexy, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because there's not. Like rage, yeah. Like in closer, there's like rage. Yes. And in in that Sopranos scene, I'm talking about like it's like oh, this is gonna. It's like, like right. It's like it's that thing. The thing I love about a fight. I mean, Marriage Story too. Like, marriage Story, yes. You know what I yes, mean? Totally. These, he punches the wall. He the punches meme, the wall. The famous. Well, meme. and it's just like again, I hate when I say this, but like as an actor, there's something really challenging about um um uh that thing of, of keeping a lid on it, but still like brimming under the surface of, I'm about to lose my fucking mind. Mm -hmm. Um, that is, I think difficult to achieve. And when it's done well is like, Holy shit. Um, and this is just kind of like, we're having a discussion and I'm really sad and I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, I know what you mean. Um, so it's like, it's okay. And they're doing a good job, but it's not like in my top 10. (laughs) I want to hear your top 10 someday. Okay. Of actors fighting. (laughs) Okay. Um, great. I I mean, I I'm looking at my notes. I already said Leslie Mann's really good in this. Yeah. There's a, okay. I'm going to say something controversial (gasps) that I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you'll, I don't know if you'll care, but so Judd Apatow is so clearly influenced by James L. Brooks, like in who did, um, I mean, the movie I'm thinking of is broadcast news, Okay. which like, I don't love. Everybody loves this movie. I can't. <laughs> I love how you're whispering it. It's like, <laughs> I have to say it quietly cause I don't want to offend anybody. There's a microphone in front of you. <laughs> I know. It's just like, it's, it's not for me. Like it's That's okay. A, and, and it's okay, baby. There's a there's a ninety minute cut of This Is Forty that I think is like probably great. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. <laughs> but like, there's just a like, oh, like people's emotion. I don't going forever. I don't know, man. Yeah, it gets it definitely gets a little bit of like, someone else should have stepped in and been like, okay, this has got to go. This has got to go. This yeah. someone objective. Yeah, I wonder if this came after. I can't remember if this came after Funny People or before Funny People. I think after. Mm. But like. It was like, yeah, it was, it was like 40 year old virgin, classic, classic, knocked up, classic. Yeah. Then he's producing a bunch of these movies that are great. And then, uh, this, and then funny people, mm-hmm. which I think doesn't, is, has a lot of the same issues for me that this is 40 has, mm-hmm. this is 40. Mm-hmm. And then now we're into the like. Judd Apatow being like, okay, I did the movie that was a fucking about me a million percent. Uh-huh. Now let me find like other people to make movies about. And so he did Trainwreck mm. and he did King of Staten Island. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's like finding other comics that he likes. Uh, but uh, what was the point? What am I saying? Don't know. Couldn't Great. tell Let's you. move on. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I wrote down in big letters. They could just move to a smaller house. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem movie. So- whole movie solved. Over. Roll credit. Go to a smaller house. <laughs> okay, is it available? 
It is on HBO Max. You can watch it right now on HBO Max, baby. And HBO great. Max, I recommend it. I love it. They have a great back catalog. They have a good way selection. better than Netflix. They do. They do. In terms of just like older movies. And now, the moment you've been waiting for that we uh, alluded to when we started talking about this 45 story. episodes in the making. What's the connection? Leslie Mann, baby. She's in both these movies. She's in both these movies and character's name in both of the movies is Debbie. She's named Debbie in both these movies. What? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know you're freaking out. We're, I'm freaking we're, out. We're freaking out too, we're guys. We're freaking out. Is this the coolest thing that's ever happened? I think so. Definitely on a podcast. I mean, yeah. For sure. For sure. Leslie Mann is in both these movies, and she's named Debbie in both of them. Amazing. That's the connection. I don't even have to go to another movie. Nope. Thank you, Leslie Mann, for your service. This is truly incredible. Momentous occasion. Yeah, exactly. Your trophy was coming in the mail. Our next movie is I Love You, Philip Morris, directed by Glenn Ficarra and John Requa from 2009. IMDb summary, a cop turns con man once he comes out of the closet once imprisoned, <laughs> jump there. Yeah. <laughs> once imprisoned, he meets the second love of his life, whom he'll stop at nothing to be with. That is that is very bad. There's yeah, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on in this movie though. There is, but also like the IMDb summary should just be based on the life of this dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah. It's a true story. So it stars Jim Carrey as Stephen Russell, Ewan McGregor as the titular Philip Morris. Yes. Um, and the, it's, and Leslie Mann as Leslie Debbie. Leslie Mann as it, Debbie! And Stephen Russell is Jim Carrey, and he's, he's, a um, he's just, he's a liar. Yeah. That's like. He's a liar, liar. He's a liar, liar. The, the, I, I, I thought about liar, liar yeah. a lot during this. This is like a weird, dark sequel to liar, liar. Yeah. So it's based on a, on a real guy, um, who, like it says, he starts out, as a cop, and he's married to Leslie Mann. They're very religious. Um, and basically, he's, like, following all the rules, but also he's fully gay and, like, sleeping with men while he's married to Leslie Mann. Um, and then he gets into a car accident and says, I'm never, I'm, I'm going to live my life how I want to live it. So right. he leaves his wife. He moves to Miami. Right, with his lover. Yeah, just goes goes ham. On right. the homosexuality. We love it. We love to see it. Um, <laughs> pride. Pride. Uh, and then he he's goes... He's living beyond his means. Yes, he's living beyond Much his Much like Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann oh, in This Is 40. Another connection. Um, and he's, he, he's basically a con man, and he's, you know, buying lavish presents. There's a, a joke in the movie where after he moves to Miami and decides to start living his best life or whatever, he's... He says, turns out being gay is really expensive. Yeah. Um, uh, probably not untrue. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, and then he gets caught and he goes to jail. Um, and in jail, he meets Philip Morris, played right. by Ewan McGregor. And they fall in love and they get out of jail. And there's a whole, like, plot where he, like, he studies in the library. He studies law and he pretends to be a lawyer to, like, get Philip Morris out of jail and then starts doing the same thing. He lies his way into a a financial, yeah. Fortune 500 company or something. Yeah. And then starts like skimming a little bit of money off of them over a long period of time. And then he gets caught and he goes to jail again. And and he escapes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's again and again. And it's, I mean, cards on the table. Yeah. This is a great movie. Oh my God. It's incredible. It's a great underrated movie. Yes. We saw it in the theater, mm. and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Jim Carrey's going to win an Oscar this year. Yeah. And, like, nothing. nothing. No one saw this. Yeah. I think it sat on the shelf. I think, I think that the, I read, and I don't know if this is true, but I read that the studio, like, sat on it for a while, didn't know what to do with it because of all the gay shit. Yeah. And was like, we can't market this. This is a movie about gay people. About like, gays. It's Yes, it is. Why did you make it if you don't want to put right, it out? Right, it's not like you didn't know. Right, exactly. Damn. But anyway, so I, I really like this movie. And and it's also, uh, just say at the beginning, it falls into my absolute favorite genre of movie. Mm-hmm. Which I've talked about before, 
which is just liars. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah, just yeah. talented Mr. Ripley and the informant, inf- the informant mm-hmm. exactly, and, and the informant, Fargo and Catch Me If You Can and, and all that stuff. The informant, talented Mr. Ripley, fun fact, fun IMDb fact, apparently Matt Damon turned down the role of Steven. Because he'd already done it <laughs> several times. Um, uh, and I just think, and that's why I love Bad Education, which is the yeah. Hugh Jackman movie that came out last year. Yeah, yeah. And it's and uh, I mean, a lot of these movies about liars are also about closeted men. Yeah, you know what I mean, like it's it's an interesting thing. But I, oh, Shattered Glass is another mm-hmm. one I bring up all the time. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, absolutely, like my favorite genre of movie. Yeah. It's just like white men lying. <laughs> And then until they can't lie no more. And then exactly, and then it just fall. It's just falling down around them, yeah. and they are trapped. And they're pulling William H Macy out of in his underwear out of the hotel room <laughs> in Fargo. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all, so that the like it, it falls into that, but it's also a really fun movie. It's, it's like it's it looks incredible. That yeah. is something that I that I remember about this film is yeah. that it looks so good. Um, I don't. I don't know why, and I can't explain it. Like, it's not, it's not like it's doing anything crazy, but it just, it just looks so good. Well, the thing that I wrote like they've, down. They've paid, sorry, they've paid attention yeah, to colors. They've paid attention to, yeah. to mood, but in a, in a way that's subtle enough that it's not hitting you over the head. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, visually, it's really great. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, the thing that I wrote down is just that, like, it's, like, directed with zest. Yeah. Like it's like the directors who I they they made crazy stupid love later mm-hmm. and a couple other things and they're not they're really good. Like they, they they um they like just like looked at a scene and was like how do we like make this really fun? How do we go for it in yeah. the scene and leave it all on the table and not, I mean you cast Jim Carrey. Right. But <laughs> but I mean one. I mean like like I'm talking about like the way it's like put together. Like Jim Carrey like fucking goes for it. Yeah. But it's so it, this I love this role for him. It's it, this role and uh, Eternal Sunshine yeah. are so great because it's that it's this thing where, and obviously there's a special place in my heart for Ace Ventura, but that is like <laughs> off the rails, balls to the walls, Jim Carrey, right? Just like let him off the leash. I'm just gonna be in fucking sane, and this role he's still so funny and goofy and yeah. he's i mean the the thing with jim carrey is is just the physicality of him right yeah. it's just so like he's able to do things with his body that are insane yep. and are so funny and he's still doing them right but in this really beautiful controlled way right. that works so well for the character and just like it's it's just really nice to see him employ his brand of comedy on, for lack of a better word, like a normal character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. I know what you mean. He's great. Yeah. I also want you to think, I want you. Me? The, you. Okay. I want you to think about the Ewan McGregor think movie. Think about what you've done. <laughs> think about what we've done. The Ewan McGregor movie we watched two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And this Ewan McGregor movie. I know. I mean, he's, like he's ridiculous. Like, like from the the Ewan McGregor of Shallow Grave and right. the Ewan McGregor of I Love You, Philip Morris, like incredible what an actor. Yeah, what an actor. Yeah, it's really great. Now, the thing, the thing that I that I have always bumped up against with with this, maybe not when I first saw it because I was not kind of as hyper aware of things like this in two thousand nine, but. Um, you have two straight actors playing gay men, right? Um, And, you know, it's, it's hard for me to speak on if that's problematic for anyone, if that's a big deal or not. I know that there's, um, especially right now, there's a huge movement within the acting community to have people playing roles that they were meant to play. Um, and then sure. you, but then you've also got people on the other side of it saying, right, but the point of it is that they're acting and it's not, you know. Yeah. Everything is terrible and everything <laughs> is problematic and there's no way to talk about this. <laughs> but, right. but I just, it is, it is interesting to, to watch it later. Yeah. Now. And, and I mean, I hope that it's, I, I watch it and I don't think that it's um, offensive. 
in right, any way. Right, like, yeah. like that is one of my notes where it's like they're 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 playing these characters, but they're not. It doesn't feel like gay stereotypes. To it me. doesn't feel like gay stereotypes. I also will say that the treatment of prison, for the most part, mm-hmm. is like pretty uh, not progressive by any means, but just like is not the easy jokes. There's one like extended sequence about like, oh, you have to give blowjobs essentially to everybody in order to like get anything. Yeah. That is kind of funny. It's kind but, of funny. Because <laughs> Jim Carrey just says, keeps saying like, oh, to get this, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, or you can just suck his dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then he goes like, and then when he's done giving the tour, yeah. he says to the the guy who's giving the tour to, says like, do I have to suck your dick now? And Jim Carrey says, that'd, that'd be, be nice. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is very funny. There is, you know, the whole prison rape thing. Not right. something to joke about. No. Not something that's funny. No. Very hack. Whatever. But I think that for the most part, the treatment of, like, pri- like the fact that they are gay men in prison, mm-hmm. they're not gay men because they're in prison. Right. And I think that that's like a... I, I don't know. I think, I, like, the, the prison thing is incidental. I think that's, like, a thing that maybe confused audiences at the time or something. Of mm, like Maybe. Of, like, oh, is this, like, a gay prison movie? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's not. I don't know. Speaking of confusing, I do think it's a terrible title. I yeah. Philip Morris is a very famous cigarette company. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like, it's the most that. famous, like, cigarette company, like, tobacco Man, like big tobacco is Philip Morris, oh. and so it'd be it'd be like uh, it'd be like a movie called like I Love You McDonald's, and it's like, <laughs> but it's not about like the McDonald's that you know, right. it's about like a different McDonald's McDonald apostrophe s. <laughs> like it's a it's a bad title, and like yeah. the char- the real guy very very may well may very well have been there. You go, yeah, you got I can there. Speak. Um, <laughs> May very well have been named Philip Morris, but, like, give him another name for the movie. Yeah. Well, he is. He is named Philip Morris, and he's in the movie. The last scene, he plays the lawyer, which is very funny because the camera comes over to him, and he's just desperately trying not to look right in that camera. You (laughs) You know what I mean? It's really great. It's really cute. Um, Um, But, yeah, so I do think – I do think that the treatment of prison in the movie is better than you would expect from a movie from this time. Yeah. is That may be damning with faint praise, but I do I do like it. Yeah. Yeah, this this is uh, kind of weirdly up there on the list for me as, as of favorite movies. I really like this film. I think it's really just well done and it's and it's interesting it's got it's got like heist elements you've got like yeah. a guy running away like it's like catch i'm me. down yeah it's, yeah, like, it's catch me it's if you gay, can catch me if you can <laughs> and it's it's like uh, it's really funny like there's yeah really funny moments in it there's like the guy that i can't remember his name but there's the guy in prison who's like who he pays to play music for them so they can Board dance is together. my bond. Yeah. They so he play, he pays him off to pay music to play music for them so they can dance together. And then like this I'm not I'm gonna, this is not funny the way I'm describing it, but no. like, this guy essentially like fights with the guards in order so that so that Jim Carrey and Ewan McGregor can have a dance. Yeah. And it's just like so funny that scene. Yeah. And there's the scene where he like so Jim Carrey starts to do like slip and fall, like con man shit yeah and throws himself down an escalator <laughs> in like what is such a funny moment and i don't want to spoil it or anything but it's like so funny the way that's done right well and that's the thing i'm talking about he also like jumps off a building at one point oh uh, that is so funny it's just that's the it's the physicality of jim carrey it's letting him do his thing there's a scene in the in the confines of this character and it works so well there's a scene where like jim carrey so jim carrey is this fake CFO at a company now mm-hmm. and he can't be gay so he just goes to events without Ewan McGregor yeah. and Ewan McGregor's at home reading the Dove rappers <laughs> reading like the little messages thing. on the Dove rappers <laughs> yeah. and like just like earnestly responding to like little messages on Dove rappers it's so funny yeah he's really funny yeah which is like you don't I mean like Ewan McGregor is funny I guess but it's not like Oh, yes, Ewan McGregor, the comedy actor. <laughs> right, exactly. But he is so funny. He's, yeah. I mean, Down With Love, which we talked about. Shallow yeah. Grave, which we talked about. This, which we talked about. We, we're currently talking currently about. Currently talking about We're, right we're now. talking about right now. Right now. Um, train Spotting, which we will talk about. Like, yeah. So good. He's so good. He's so good. He's, he's just like, 
We love you, Ewan McGregor. Ewan That's McGregor. what they should have called it. Come on the pod. Please. Um, uh, Jim Carrey's hair, hair is weird in this movie. Oh, uh, you know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? Because you said that. You were like, you said he's got a five head. Because he's like, he's, yeah. his hair, it's not that he's a receding hairline, but his hair is like really far back. Apparently, he shaved his hairline back because he saw Steven as a uh, cerebral person. That was the IMDb trivia thing, which well, like sounds um, batshit, but also sounds like, yeah, I can see Jim Carrey being, saying that. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. So that's cool <laughs> that you just shared that on the podcast. You're welcome. Um, I also want to shout out the scene. I really love this sequence. Mm-hmm. I, I like I, I just have like it, it almost like it made me emotional mm-hmm. to hear it was like Jim Carrey tells a I, and I'm gonna again I'm gonna butcher this but mm-hmm. Jim Carrey tells a joke mm-hmm. and you see the, when he's this fake CFO at this oh party, yeah and you see the joke get passed down through the company to everyone until it gets told back to Jim Carrey on the golf course and when it get, when it by the time it gets told back to him it's fully fucking racist yeah. And I just like loved that. I don't know what yeah. it was about it, but it was just it's like, like he so- tells the receptionist, and then you watch her go like, "Oh, I gotta tell you this funny joke," yeah. and then it pa- yeah, and then so then it's the boss is telling him the joke back, his own joke. Yeah, and, and it was just, just something, fully like n word. It yeah. was just such like a beautiful like like watching a joke go from smart to to the dumbest thing possible. Yeah. It really made me like. I really like loved it in a deep <laughs> way, where I was like, because it, 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 it. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know, but it was just like watching like a joke that was like pretty good go yeah. to like a racist place and like watching dumb people just like try not and be repeat able, trying to joke. repeat a joke. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe that was it. That it was like, yeah, you can't just tell a joke if you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a game of telephone. Yeah, like it exactly. Was like, like you yeah. can't like it's a it's a skill. Or and as we called it in suburban Philadelphia, whisper down the lane. Whisper down the lane is that a suburban Philadelphia thing? I mean, I I definitely think that was a thing when I you know college or something where I was like someone's like let's play telephone. I mean, not in college, but like some <laughs> it came up. Guys, my college years were wild. <laughs> um, no, but it like came up and someone was like, oh, telephone. And I was like, we called it whisper down the lane, and I just remember like record scratch. What? And I was like, that's what we called it. Well, to be fair, in Philadelphia, it's called Whisper Down the Lane. Down the Lane. <laughs> down the lane. It's called Down the Lane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great. great. That was a joke for all of our uh, Philadelphians who listen. Mayor of Easttown. Um, <laughs> we gotta wait for that spring to stop springing now. Boing. Boing. Yeah, it's a great movie, guys. Oh, another thing. I'm sorry. No, it's I just okay. think I think like it's important to just appreciate this movie right now because it's like not it's unappreciated. Yeah. There's also so like I said, a lot of these movies about like liars are about closeted men. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, well what that's is that pathologizing gayness? Is that like mm. you know what I mean? Is that like making them into predators and all this stuff? And I understand how someone could see that and be like not what cool. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And that doesn't make it right that this movie does the same thing. Mm-hmm. But there is a scene in this movie with Leslie Mann where, like, so they're in the hospital mm-hmm. and someone asks Jim Carrey's partner at the time, mm-hmm. like, oh, he's been stealing all this money. Is that Essentially, is that related to him being gay? And the yeah. partner goes, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And it's just like... I, look, like, it's, like, at least the movie's aware. Yeah. In such a, you know what I mean, hangs a lantern on the fact that, like, uh, these things are not related. Yeah. You don't, if you're gay, you're not necessarily a Criminal, man. yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, I, like, I love that the movie is that, is, like, smart enough to be, like, okay, like, you know, even though it's kind of, like, a little bit of ass covering. Yeah. Like, I do like that it's smart enough to be, like, these things are not related. Yeah. It's just... And I, he, just, he just happens to be a gay person who falls in love with you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know, I and just, just wants to live out of sight of his means. And also the the way it handles, um, it's a deeply like compassionate movie. Like the way it handles Leslie Mann's like Bible thumper conservative character. Yeah, like she and Jim Carrey still remain close throughout the entire movie, and they they have a, a daughter. They have a yeah. daughter. They have a really good relationship, and she's not treated as like some dumb 
asshole who's like cast to the side like she's still one of the most important relationships in his life for the entire time yeah i just love that i don't know i just think it's a really like smart and compassionate movie yeah in that way yeah definitely there's kind of a weird uh aspect to it that feels shoehorned in in a strange way of of uh he he found out as a kid that he was adopted yeah and then like it was almost as if like that was the root of all of his problems. And yeah. right before he gets into the car accident as a cop that he, that he then decides I'm going to live my life, how I want to live it. He like tracks down his birth mother and goes to the house and confronts her and like realizes that he was, he, that she has children, but he was the middle child. So like, like basically she had two children gave up him for adoption. Right. Um, so I, I guess the tie in is that, you know, is he suspecting that like he was given up for adoption because he's gay? Cause that was another thing he's, he's always known he's gay. Um, but I don't know. It's just a weird, I, I, I don't quite understand what the correlation there is yeah, supposed they, to be. That feels a little bit like that biopic syndrome of like, yeah. it, oh, this is another crazy thing that happens that we have to put it in. Right. When it doesn't, qu- like, I mean, yes, it's like he's searching for a home the entire movie and stuff, but like that doesn't really relate. Yeah. It doesn't really work. No, it doesn't really work. Well, but anyway. Well, way to end on a fucking down note. Great. <laughs> Great. Sorry. Um, but no, it is it is an incredible film. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend we love it. Um, we we love, love it. it. We love it. Um, okay, is it available? It's on Hulu. Uh-huh. It's also on Hoopla, Tubi, and Canopy. <laughs> <laughs> My God, these streaming services' names are I'm gonna start stupid. making them up at some point and, like... Just see if you notice. <laughs> I won't. To the it's answer on is I won't. Boo and booby, booby. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> uh, can we make sure we have the explicit rating on this one? Because I said booby. <laughs> Will they even let you release a podcast where you say booby on it? <laughs> They will. Okay. They really will. Great. Oh. <laughs> you just looked me dead in the eyes and said booby, <laughs> by the way. Great. Great. Um, okay. I mean, should we pretend to talk about this or just throw oh, yeah. This Is 40 into the fire? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, the premise of the podcast. <laughs> no, let's get rid of This Is 40. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Sorry, This Is 40. I mean. You were free. You you were free, and we appreciate. And now you're the f- free again. <laughs> we release you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, great, that was easy. Uh, shall we pick? Let's pick the next matchup. Hey Siri. Hmm. Pick a number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-one. A random number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-one is five hundred forty-seven. 547 is from 2013, The Heat. The Heat! Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. And, a good one. And Sandy? Sandy, right? Sandy, Sandy Bullock. Sandy Bullock. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. I like the movie, but I haven't watched it since we first watched it. Mm. So, mm. that'll be fun. Great. I love that. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 691. 691 is from 2003, Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it in maybe since I saw it in the theater. I feel like I've definitely seen it since the theater, but maybe not in its entirety or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Also, I don't think we've talked about a Quentin Tarantino movie. No. So there you go. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. The Heat 
and Kill Bill Volume 1. Volume 1, not Volume 2. Not Volume 2. Great. I don't know. That means the heat is already starting at a deficit because Kill Bill is part of a series. But the heat, counterpoint, the heat is good. So... (laughs) But let's get into it next week. Let's get it. Save it for next week, man. Save it for next week. Save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Save for the pod. You guys, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Flat Web. And I hope that you. <laughs> don't get attacked by dogs. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, all right. Hey, listen. Come back next week and see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. DVD Deathmatch. Great. Great. Our next movie is... I, that was too close. Yeah, that was way too close. What are you doing? Clap again.